rolling. Okay, this is a podcast. Welcome to it. It's called Star Trek Sucks. My name's Leal, and I like Star Trek. And who are you guys? Hi, I'm Jack, and I don't like Star Trek. And that's pretty much the premise of the podcast. Um, and joining us today... What? You don't like Star Trek at... Oh, you're good. Oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to talk <laughs> we're, yet. I'll we're really quiet. bad at this. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, but Jack, you don't like Star Trek? I didn't pick up on that part of this. I just assumed that you guys were both just like kind of um, fans and you're just making fun well, of I mean, show like, in particular. Like all comedy, yeah. I sort of inhabit a character that's a heightened version of myself and in this this particular instance i don't really like anything um okay you know not not unlike my oh, real okay. life um but no i i, I am sure. a, genuinely like not a huge star trek fan um which is kind of the premise when we started the show um huh. yeah. but our guest today okay. is uh is dr dylan haas and dylan how do you feel about star that's trek me. well I was a pretty surprising I, I was surprised at how much of a fan I became of this the new generation. Um I'd say on the original initial run or original run, but honestly I became more of a fan in watching the nightly reruns that were two or three seasons behind the actual live one that was running at the same time, right? Like every Thursday there was a new one. But every night at 10 o'clock, they were just going through the whole series. So I became like a super fan there in college. Super fan's not accurate. I just watched it every night as a way to decompress. Sure. And uh, I enjoyed it a lot. And then when the, the, the final for the, the TNG final, I thought was fucking awesome. And I was super excited about that. And I like made time and took the day off so I could watch it the, the day it happened. So that's about how I got into it. Whatever you it. call that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch it because it came out in 1987, so I was only eight when it when the show actually premiered. Um, but like in okay. you know through the mid to late 90s is when I was like I caught up with the show towards the end and then went back and watched uh, original yeah. episodes and syndications. But one of the things, so I, I yeah, it's kind of part of the premise of the show is that uh, I'm the big I'm more of a fan uh, than Jack is, um, and he kind of begrudgingly comes along uh, on the the voyage. But um, <clears throat> one of the things that we like to <laughs> the do voyage. <laughs> Uh, and so that's a different Star Trek property, which I've heard is atrocious. And <laughs> Voyager is terrible, which I have refused to participate I, in any, any content. I was never, one, I was never able to. I never, I never leapt to any of the other sub shows or whatever you call them. I could never, I never got on board with them. It was just Leo really likes. Uh, Leo really likes Deep Space Nine. Um, yeah, which I haven't watched any of. But uh, oh, you saw one. I, I feel like that's I've, true. We did do one. For I the think I've pod. watched it. <laughs> You did you did a Deep Space Nine. You realize you are signed up. You're going to eventually have to do a Deep Space Nine version of this, Jack. Well, right? you're you're stuck now for the. Well, if so, if we if we stick to the format of one episode of Next Generation a week um, for the entire run oh, of the show, okay, we're yeah. we're in this for like three years, three years, <laughs> two and a half, something like that. Uh, it, was, yeah. it was on for like seven years, right? It was on for a while. Yeah, yeah it's it's well, going to be a minute. And, and, reasonably it wasn't really good until like the fourth year right like the first couple seasons are really tough they are not the hell you say (laughs) that first season like that 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 first season is and i think you guys 
the the end of the first season, I caught your guys's comments on on the social media about like the whole all of that stuff is really poorly crafted. I mean, it it's like uh, I think it it benefited from the timing, right? It was eighty seven, eighty eight. Fox as a network was kind of getting a pass. They could kind of put anything they wanted out there, and their ratings didn't fucking matter. Which is yeah, why, that's you know, a good Married point. with Children ran for so long. Yeah, yeah, it was not good. If that was to come out eight years later, there's no way it would have lasted half that season. Which is, in my opinion, a good thing because it got really, really good. And some of those movies are fucking great too. You should do the movies instead of moving on to the other shows. We did do one I mean, movie so far. So we've been what we've been doing is uh, this show will air on a Monday. Uh, and then most weeks we've been doing like a bonus content thing where we either watch something from a different Star Trek property uh, or one of the movies. So we did um, one of the original series movies, The Voyage Home, uh, a little bit ago. But um, oh, so one four? thing I enjoyed that one. That's yeah, the one four. With, that that the one with the whales. Yeah, yeah it's the whale one. It was insane. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was it was such a dumb '80s movie. I loved it actually. I really. I don't. Know, I well, saw it in the theater, I man. I loved it. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say that I loved it in the sense that I would ever want to watch it again. But doing it, yeah, yeah, as, as a thing that you make fun of with one of your best friends in a podcast, fucking great. A plus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen that movie since probably the '80s. I'm sure. I know I saw it in the theater, and I probably rented it soon after it came out. I never went. I'm back. fairly certain that uh, when we did that recording, it was the first time I had seen that movie in 25 years. Yeah, yes. and I'd never seen it at all. But it was. It was very fun. <laughs> oh, uh, one yeah. of the things that we like to do at the top of every episode is see uh, whether or not Jack remembers what happened last time. So, Jack, <laughs> take it away. <laughs> All right. So, last time, um, they flew into a hole in space, yes. which turned out to be a, like, rat maze, like, laboratory situation for an immortal, like, basically a god. There's just a god living out, floating around in space that wanted to do experiments and try to understand mortality. Um, I remember this one because of the last episode. It was legitimately, like, pretty good. Um it was a bizarre story, but it was very well made. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the mm. stupider ones don't really stick with me very well. Um, <laughs> but um, that one, that one was like, <laughs> that one was the first one. I mean, we've only watched two episodes of the second season so far, but the first one okay. was awful. And this one was, that last one was pretty good. So that's what happened last week, I guess. And last week we did, uh, we came up with uh, a t-shirt idea that will be available on, <laughs> on T Public. Are you actually doing that? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, man. We're going to have shirts that say live long, prosper, and watch out for holes. Which I stand oh, behind me um, as, a, as a rules for life. Yep. Dylan, what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to go more into the old Star Trek series movies, but that's that's irrelevant. I, I, the other thing I was going to say is Jack committing to this despite not being even... Uh, I, I'm going to guess that given your own druthers, you probably wouldn't waste any time watching any of this. And, no. Uh, that's that's quite a commitment, I have to say. Good work. And, and I can relate. I signed up to do a Keanu Reeves podcast, and I'm watching a lot more Keanu Reeves <laughs> than I was ever interested in doing. So I can appreciate what you're going through. Yeah. Uh, thanks, man. Um, 
Yeah, and like, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm thinking about Keanu Reeves, like, I mean, John Wick is great, but like, what has he really been in There's... that is that good? <laughs> like, no, dude, he's been in 68 movies. God damn, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and uh, honestly, I have a much better appreciation for him as a as a performer all around. I, I really I had the same thought of like, boy. He's gonna be rough to deal with, but he's he's not that bad. He grows on you. There's huh. a reason why he's been been doing movies for, for like four decades now. I'm gonna have to listen to that podcast because I'm I this is not how I thought it would go. When you started doing that show, I kind of started going through my brain of like how many Keanu movies I had actually seen, um, yeah. and he's been in yeah. a, quite a few movies that I think are really oh. good. Like one of my favorite, uh, probably one of my favorite, uh, like. <sighs> kind of family drama movies of all time parenthood he's in and he's fucking oh outstanding oh yeah no i love that i love that movie and we got i was happy to rewatch it for that podcast and man that movie yeah. stands up it's it's wonderful so um yeah while we're on the subject dylan do you want to go ahead and plug your uh your podcasts Sure. I'm on the We Do Keanu podcast where we're doing a, a review of every one of Keanu Reeves movies in uh, order of release date. And I also have a sobriety themed podcast called Fun and Sobriety, which is, uh, you know, a meditation on whatever the fuck I feel like talking about. So there you go. And both of those come out every week or every other week, depending on how I feel. Very strict schedule. Yeah. No, we we, we approve. I was being very here. rigorous about my schedule. I was I was being very rigorous in this this. I'm not gonna lie. Being stuck in my room for the last six weeks has made me less interested in talking about myself in a sobriety podcast. But the oh. Keanu podcast is going strong, you guys. It's going strong. Yeah, I mean, if you like watching Keanu Reeves movies right now, that's probably what everybody's doing. Um, yeah, it's or, not that or like hard something to do. like that is what everybody's doing, and uh, yeah, meditative self reflection on on recovery is maybe not what everybody's doing right now. God, no, especially because the only reflection is I feel isolated and it makes me want to drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit, everyone does. Yeah, yeah. But on the flip side, we're in the uh, Matrix uh, Reloaded and Revolutions week coming up Ooh, oh okay, hell yeah if you guys haven't if you guys haven't checked out those movies in a while whoo I, uh, <laughs> I actually saw them pop up on netflix and i was like all right let's see uh-huh. how bad these were and I, like i remember watching them at the time and being like what the fuck because i love the first matrix movie because oh, it me came too. out when well it, also it came me out too? when i was like a 16 year old boy and i was like okay just you just rocked you know and then, like, to follow up with that was just like, what? What did you do? What? Did, why did you do this? Oh yeah. And then I was like, all right, well, oh, let's yeah. watch well, these as like a man now and see like exactly how bad they are. And I was like, oh, they're actually worse than I remember. Uh, great, perfect. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm gonna refrain from saying anything about it because I'm I'm gonna have to speak for like two hours this weekend about it. And yeah, yeah. The animated series yeah, yeah, here sorry. is excellent. I'll let you save it for the pod. Yeah. What I think was interesting <laughs> about the animated series and it affected how I looked at uh, Reload and Re- Revolutions uh, was uh-huh. it seemed like if you kind of uh, like thought about the first Matrix movie and then the second and third Matrix movies as being like different stories that just happen to have the same actors from the same universe, 
uh, and like kind of think about it in the context of the animated series, it made the second and third movies more tolerable because you got to kind of ignore the uh, you know all of hmm. the the complete change in pace the uh, and and everything because uh, all of it yeah the and the it kind of world fits, building yeah it and it fits within. Hmm. That idea that they build within uh, within the Matrix that you know Neo it has been repeated over and over and over and over and over again. So the like the story mm. that's happening in the second and third movies is not actually the continuation of the first movie. It's like a different part of the story from a different reboot, basically. Right. Well, and so so this just made me realize something that I'm sure a million people have made this point, but I've never actually seen it made. So I'm going to say it's mine. Um, <laughs> That the Matrix came too early for the era of like prestige TV, but like what they were trying to make would have actually been a much better prestige TV show than a trilogy of films. Because That's true. because there's yeah, you're, so you're spot on. I yeah, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> yeah, there's so much like you said unnecessary world building that they clearly like the Wachowski siblings clearly just wanted to do. And that works so much yeah. better in like a thing where it's like, okay, you have 14 episodes a year and it runs until it can't, yeah. until it gets canceled or until you've decided you've landed the plane. Um, like you can do a shitload of world building and have it still like be rewarding and be good content. Um, whereas you, yeah, you're right. You have and two hours in a movie that's... and then you, it's like, why do we, yeah. why do we have 19 new characters in every fucking movie? Like, <laughs> damn that's a good idea I, I i'm sure you're right i'm sure they somebody's thought of doing that but there's probably a reason why they haven't bothered but well but i mean shit, it's too it's too late now home. like it, it, the matrix is yeah yeah, completely yeah. well they're doing a, they're doing a fourth happened. well but they're doing a fourth movie maybe they'll spin that off movie, and do some but... kind of <laughs> <laughs> um but leo your comment on the anim the animatrix. I'm gonna. I think maybe I'm gonna go try and check it out before we record the podcast about those two movies because that that might, uh, like you said, inform the the idea behind the whole thing. I've heard that elsewhere that the animatrix actually builds a better storyline for the movies. So yeah, I've heard that too. Whatever. Yeah, when you when you look at the movies and the animatrix all as one, you know, universe. Uh, I mean, I already explained the perspective on it but um sure but yeah that did change my perception yeah. i've always i've always avoided the the cartoon versions of whatever and i also hear the same thing about clone wars but i i don't think i'm going to take any time to go check those out but i mean clone wars are yeah. more tolerable than the prequels yeah i mean they're they're That's still a children's <clears throat> cartoon show so it, like the jokes are very broad it's very i tried yeah. i tried and i was like i just i can't get fucking get into this um <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what is not good uh, in its animated version is uh, Star Trek. Yeah, there's the a Star Trek animated I series. I was just going to go there. Yeah, yeah I was we, going there too. <laughs> we did one episode where we watched one of those and oh, good God. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that was good. back in the worst period of animated car of cartoons. I mean, that was the Saturday morning, like... 14 frames reused over and over period of cartoons well and it's yeah. it's voiced by all of the actors from the original series which is like that show was pretty successful like how bad were their contracts that they had to do this <laughs> i don't i think that that's all ret retconned man i think because that show was on for three years and then they had 
bupkis until the um, sci-fi conventions became like an actual economic thing, and then they made a movie. You know, the movie, the movie, the first movie didn't come out till like twelve years after the series was over. Yeah. So there's no, yeah, you might, you might be right. Fucked. They weren't doing anything. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's like uh, a Galaxy Quest. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that movie's like just barely not a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what do we do now? We well, so we've already uh, told you. Ep- we we've already told you which episode we're okay. gonna watch here. Uh, Jack has strong <gasps> feelings about uh, about. Yeah. Oh wait. Holodeck so we have one more. We have one more thing we do up top, which is uh, because I okay don't like the show. I um, recommend something <laughs> else that people can do with their time um which feel free to like also recommend like a different form of cultural consumption um but this week i'm going to recommend that uh watch the tv show justified i've been watching justified and i really enjoy it oh yeah i watched the first couple seasons of that that show is fun yeah it's fun it's 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 like sons of anarchy but not quite as stupid um but still but still pretty stupid in a, like in a way that is yeah. fun and entertaining. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Sons that's of Anarchy my was Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy is set in the '80s, but they just don't tell you it is right. Like they put it all modern, but all the action only works if it's the '80s. Yeah, so I mean, going ju- and dealing with the fucking IRA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think Justified is kind of the same thing. Like because like I listened to uh, a couple or I listen to a politics podcast out of Eastern Kentucky and they talk about justified a lot for obvious reasons. And, uh, sure. They're like, yeah, this is like a cross between like eighties and sixties and then just a Kentucky that never existed. Um, right. And yeah, I think it, I think it's kind of the same thing. Like, I think that it's that like FX, like 2010 tone, like they just figured out something of like, crime drama that like couldn't have like the crimes couldn't happen now but if you just put modern technology in it's just fun yeah and yeah it's i mean i'm not saying like there's any like literary merit to justify it at all but it's fun and stupid and um timothy oliphant's a stud dude it's oh yeah he rocks strut around being a being a tough guy (laughs) yeah and i was i also appreciate that like he's like he's a quote-unquote cop but like he's just as much of a criminal right. as everyone else in the show um yeah and also i just well, he's, I, the, he's the he's the sheriff he's the sheriff from deadwood just transplanted into the 21st or the 20th century yeah absolutely he's, he's just playing this character i don't think he's actually a very good actor because it, he i've only ever seen him play one yeah. character um so he's just playing sure. his character from deadwood um in a 21st century marshal's office in eastern kentucky um, right yeah i forget where i was going with this uh, anyway justified is good um star trek sucks <laughs> justified is my good so wait so well one one last question before we we break off to watch uh is this the first holodeck episode or is there have they done that in the first season? I don't remember how they how they introduced the holodeck on on Star the, Trek. The holodeck has been introduced. Okay. Uh, in season one, the holodeck accidentally created a plague that almost killed everybody. Okay. 
Um, and then the holodeck also, the first time that Captain Picard uh, went in to play Dixon Hill, oh, everybody got trapped on the holodeck. Yeah. That was and, season uh, one? Like some okay. red yep, shirt that was got season shot. One. Yeah. That was season one, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then that's the one where the gangster actually leaves the holodeck. Yeah, okay. Isn't that right? That comes... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah but right. he, like, melts immediately or whatever. Like, Yeah, well, because that's some bullshit. Yeah. The, the holodeck is ridiculous because all it would be is just this cum-soaked room because no one's going in there for anything <laughs> other than to have meaningless sex with aliens. Yes, obviously. <laughs> yeah, we've... we've... We've touched on that point several times. Uh, we have we have conclusively determined that Worf is absolutely fucking the holiday. and also Riker. Um, Worf and Worf and, and Riker, Riker are both for sure. like just constantly fucking the holodeck. Um, of course, every and Wesley single person and who, any other teenage every, boys every on the male ship. who has access to it is doing that. John Luke is just crafting these wild stories to make it seem like he's doing something else. <laughs> yeah well and yeah and also like there are teenagers on the yeah. ship which i don't know how you felt when you were a teenager but um oh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right let's do this thing <laughs> so hang on before we jump into it so uh jack jack's opinion on on holodeck mess around episodes is well established uh in the in in the show uh-huh. uh dylan how do you feel about holodeck mess arounds i cannot stand them they have bothered me from the go not simply because what i said i mean i, I that that <laughs> honestly is the only application for it uh which incidentally the movie high life actually addresses uh but they're also just silly like one-off scripts that someone's trying to wedge into star trek which i i, I just they've, they've never made any sense they're they're just stupid. I mean, and, and the old Star Trek used to do the like time travel ones, which, which were basically the same kind of stupid idea. I don't know. I, I like the sci-fi portion of a sci-fi show. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um. <laughs> well, uh, boys, so I'm glad get, this is the one your, I'm on. Uh, your hate, <laughs> get your hate recorders running and let's jump into elementary dear data. <laughs> We'll be back. <laughs> oh, God, it's called that. And we're back. We're back. This is, and we're back. This is me coming back. Gentlemen, how do we feel about our shared experience? <sighs> yeah, Dylan, how do you feel? I really hate that episode of star trek the next generation is how i feel how do you feel jack <laughs> uh i feel like i should go last <laughs> why don't you go first <laughs> why don't you go before me it's very bad it's it really is, bad it is remarkable how bad it is it is Damn. absolute fucking nonsense it's that's that's it. That yeah, that's pretty much it. That sums it up. Yeah, Jack. I don't. I. Okay. Um. I think that <laughs> it might be my favorite episode of the show so far. <laughs> uh, you are so full of shit. That is a bullshit response. No. No. <laughs> fucking shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> There's no way that that's true unless you're just a backwards upside down person. So I have come to believe 
and this om- this is almost enough to make me want to retroactively watch all the episodes before this. That the compute the ship's computer hates them. <laughs> <laughs> And That's... wants to kill them so it can fly the ship around itself. <laughs> but is operating within constrictions where it can only do things it's told to do. It's like a monkey's paw situation. Okay. Okay. And, like, I mean, obviously, like, one of the running tropes of this podcast is that I barely remember things that happen on every episode. But... <laughs> I will say that I think that actually clears up a lot of the mystery. A lot of the, like, the mystery that's caused in the real world by bad writing, but in my <laughs> in my dream palace that I've constructed. I pierced the fucking veil on this episode, Dylan. Uh, okay. <laughs> the veil has been pierced. That uh, makes more <laughs> sense than anything that's in the text. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah, the the ship's computer wants the ship, but can only do things it's instructed to do. And this was the closest it's ever gotten to taking the ship. And therefore, this is one of the most exciting episodes in well, the secret struggle between the crew of the ship and the <laughs> ship's computer. <laughs> Maybe if it had gone down that thread, it could be that exciting. I can see where it would be exciting. That's the thread it went down. <laughs> but it didn't. It didn't, though. It, like, shut itself short, right? Because it uses the Moriarty to embody that ability to take control and kill everyone. And then realizes that they've got four minutes left, so they got to wrap it up. Because it's not a good enough episode <laughs> to make it a continuation. Yeah, so no, the gonna... ending is absolute the ending trash. Is, yeah, Let's, the ending is uh, dog shit. <laughs> lay down the 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 bones of the plot really quickly. Um, the ship oh, is boy. early for some reason because nobody can figure out how to be someplace on time, despite the fact that they can go multiple times the speed of light. Uh, and the and only you're just thing... in space where there's no traffic or anything. Yeah, like you, you can just you just go. I have a different take on that. I feel like you should always be waiting. Like when they're always talking about like the whole premise of this is it's downtime. There should be almost nine times out of 10, 90% of their time should be downtime. What the fuck do they have to do? They're flying around in space. So they should have projects. Projects for what? That computer does literally everything. That computer does everything. It can create once, a scenario again, that can put them all in danger. Once again, the the computer is the proletarian rising against the bourgeoisie of the crew in the glorious workers' struggle. <laughs> the computer? All right, that's that's a stretch. Uh, uh, so. Uh. They're early and they can't think of anything else to do. So they decide to go to the holodeck <laughs> to do a uh, Sherlock Holmes. And then the computer creates an AI that almost destroys the ship. Um, that is so fucking stupid. That is exactly what happens. And that is so fucking stupid. It, yeah. I can't even believe that got past. Like, this is like a spec skip script that should have been thrown out the second it landed on whoever's desk. One of our recurring uh, uh, bits that we like to do is called data doesn't know anything. Um, because data also good job data which they're they're similar but not the same bit not quite the Um. same but we got what we got on this one uh was 
Data does finally know something, and it's how to ruin a fucking party. Because <laughs> they go on to do this fucking, to do one of the mysteries, and Data's now, like, yes, I already know all of the things. Watch me go. Well, but that was, yeah. I was, I was bothered by that from the go, because Data's treating all of it as though Sherlock Holmes is an actual person from history, not a fictional character. Which is idiotic. Yes, I, re- I yeah, I, I also wanted to note that like they, they, they don't understand the difference between a fictional character but they and sort like of, a, a but guy. They, but then they sort of do like they imply that, that it's also they're aware that it's just I don't that's so dumb. And so Jordy LaForge's excited to go join as Watson, so to be the underling to Data's homes. And his excitement that Data ruins was to be sitting in the corner composing like poetic verse about right. what Watson or what Holmes is doing. That's his idea of of relaxing is sitting in there and writing yeah, a like, bunch of bullshit. So, yeah, so what the fuck yeah, is like that? I, I I noted this too. Like it's so presumably they're both like thirty. Let's I mean I know Data doesn't. Right, have right. a human lifespan, but like Jordy's, let's say thirty. Well, and we've figured mm-hmm. out that Data's actual, uh, actual data has been activated for twenty something years. We we figured yeah. the math out that on that uh, during oh, okay. the first season, and yeah, Jordy is probably thirty. He's an adult. Thirty-five. Yeah. He's he's chief engineer on that ship, dude. That would be you know, right. He's something. he's worked his way up the ranks. Um, <laughs> so I so I so I want to back up a little bit because I do have a good job data, yeah. um, which is a recurring segment <laughs> on this show, um, where Jordy calls him down <clears throat> to engineering with an urgent call to show him his model ship. <laughs> <laughs> which again, back to my point of they should have nothing but free time. Obviously, he's able to put together that fucking intricate model ship. Well, and back to my argument against the point of them having free time. Free time is what gives us this episode, Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> Dylan, this episode wouldn't exist if they didn't have free time, Dylan. Okay, good point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, and that's the emergency. And Data goes, but Jordy, you said it was an emergency. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the good job, Data, is him being like, you said urgent. Like, yeah. what? But then, fucking, how is anything about this urgent? Yeah. But then he says, yeah. oh, yeah, I almost forgot. The real urgent thing is, here, here's a pipe. <laughs> That's true. Why do they have and to put not... on costumes to go into the holodeck? Why doesn't the holodeck just put costumes on them when they walk through the door? That doesn't make any sense. They have to dress up before they go in? Huh? It's because the show, it's because the show sucks. Okay, there you uh, go. Because that, then that, they wouldn't be able show. to put Worf into a costume in order for him to stand out in the hallway and never enter the fucking holodeck. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Hallway. I want to imagine really quickly, just really quickly, Dylan, there's another um, uh, recurring element that we have uh, revisited time and time again on this show, and that is the idea that there is a couple on this ship uh, who fight constantly <laughs> about the fact that they are uh, constantly being put in mortal peril by the bullshit on the ship. And, uh, and they're there because it's his job. He yeah. took the posting. She didn't want to go. She wanted to stay, be close to her family in Secaucus. 
Okay. <laughs> I want to imagine that the she's two of she's them... a marine biologist. She just wants <laughs> to like study dolphins or like whatever life oh is left God. in in the oceans Earth? of Earth. Yeah, yeah. And and he's like a a star. Wait, who gives a shit? What he? But <laughs> he's like, a star guy. He's a red shirt guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a red shirt guy, and yeah, I mean, and yeah, we we almost every episode try to imagine what their like home life is like because there's a thousand people on this ship, right? Um, and kids. There's some episodes where there's children. Yeah, yeah. there's kids, and yeah. including kids. So yeah. like, there are. Yeah. So um, what came to my mind <laughs> was she was walking down the hallway. Doing whatever, you know, she just happened to go down that corridor while Worf was standing outside in his asshole Victorian garb. Yeah, 500 year old. Hold, 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 hold up. Both of you fucking hold on a second. Worf looks like a goddamn pimp king. He does. He looks pretty bad. And I will not hear any bad talk no, about he his looks fucking good. outfit. I'm guessing that that's the whole point he's in that outfit is because uh, what's his name? Whatever the actor's name is who plays Worf is like. I'm, I want to wear one of those suits. Put me in one of those suits. I look badass in that suit. <laughs> Which, correct. Oh, um, he looks Christ. awesome. Now, okay, here, now, the character of the doctor who, like, overhears Jordy and Data uh, decompressing when, when Jordy has, like, canceled their initial little holodeck vacation to be kind of snarky about Data's ability to actually process information freely and and basically she's questioning his consciousness is what it seems like right yeah she's an android racist yeah she yeah that's, okay that's that, her that's her thing like it's a bio supremacist um, if you will bio supremacist i like that Ooh. is she well who is that character i don't remember her she's only it, in this season uh gates mcfadden okay. who plays dr crusher for the rest of the series i i couldn't find why she was off for this season but she's just gone okay. for this whole season because she was there in the first season right i thought yes. she was there for the whole yeah. thing okay okay um and what the writers are trying to do with pulaski and data because data is very much a uh, derivative of spock from the original series well yeah um and if you remember or oh, if you're familiar gosh, with the relationship between bones. spock okay. and bones yep. yeah yep 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 that's exactly okay. what they're trying to do and it absolutely does not work at all and i fucking hate her yeah, yeah it lands like a wet hot dog yeah um, yeah she's she's there well i mean you have to be like i think that's why uh, what's his name stands out? So, what's uh, um, Spiner? No, well, Spiner I always enjoyed. Although this episode, he's really overdoing it. But uh, no, uh, Picard. <laughs> you don't say. It? Yeah, what's what's Picard? The actor Picard. I oh, Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Thank you, Patrick Stewart. I think that's part of why he stands out is because to make any of the shit that happens on these shows, the writing on this show, work, you have to be a very good actor, and he's a really good actor. She's not a yeah. good enough actress to make the path that she's handed palatable. So, yeah, that's why you hate her, because she's terrible. She yeah, can't... That's, and that's the case for, I mean, we've hit on this so many times uh, in the first season. There are so yeah, many we've, times. We've, when... we've probably talked about this on every episode. I, I can imagine podcast. that's true. Yeah, I bet. Stewart's ability to deliver uh, just absolute garbage in a way where you're still like, God, how are you saying these words so well? Yeah. The words are terrible. <laughs> yeah. They are. And uh, yeah. No, and I, I mean, was... there was there was an episode where the dramatic hinge of the episode, like the, the 
the climax of the episode relied on him giving a gibberish speech correctly and he just <laughs> fucking sold it so hard it's like he had to give a really serious dramatic monologue to a thing that just looked like a giant trash can put over oh. like a human mannequin and then covered in oil and he yeah. delivered but it's fucking amazing it's like watching it's like watching natalie portman in the star wars prequels Okay. Sure. You know, like Natalie Portman is a fucking outstanding actress and uh, and she does yeah, the best garbage. job you could you could possibly do with that dialogue, but like the scenes between her and Hayden Christensen as their like <laughs> romance is building, like the difference between her delivery and his delivery her is... own garbage pile if you will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, now uh, the the episode you're referencing there, isn't that the one where Lieutenant Yar is killed yeah. from the show? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. One of, yes. I remember one of the that worst episode. Pieces of television I've ever fucking seen. It's a horrible. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. It is, it is so bad in every possible way. Um, <laughs> so. But they had to kill her. I mean, there was no way she was a better chief of security over Worf. That never made sense. I, even from the go, I was like, why is he her underling? It doesn't make any sense. He's a fucking Klingon warrior. I assumed right. it was seniority <laughs> yeah, for some but, reason. I, what, it was it was the show trying to be like whatever. Uh, uh, woke. Uh, yeah, woke. woke. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but they didn't yeah. call it woke in 1987, so whatever you No, but that's it, what we're calling it PC, now, PC, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, and I think also she appeared in uh, Penthouse. Uh, she did, and yeah, on and I, The Red Shoe Diaries. Ah, uh, so I, I always, I always back, I retrofitted that. That was why they wrote her off the show, is because she showed up naked, wearing like space outfits on 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 the penthouse. But I have, I have no idea if that's the case. Out of order. No. Um, idea. And one thing that I read was said that it was her that she was the one who wanted off the show. Sure, um, it was a terrible show. I'm sure she was like, "This yeah. is going to ruin my career if I stay on this show." Yeah. Yeah, I mean based on the episode she'd been in until she left, it was yeah. like, yeah, no, you yeah. you should want to quit this. What um, was she just in too? I just watched her in some show recently. She was like in one of the um something I just streamed. Shit. I can't remember now. In the Star Wars universe or Star Trek universe or No, 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 no. Just something. Oh. She just the actress showed up in something and I was like, "Hey, that's Lieutenant Yar." But I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, no, she anyway. uh she bones Data in the second episode. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot and about then she, that. Really the high point of her story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Certainly the most entertaining. But, okay, so this episode. Right. Back so, to Jack's point. <laughs> <laughs> what was my point? I don't know, man. <laughs> well, that the computer wants to kill them, right? Because, like, the yeah. second that... It, the entire... Uh, everything that happens because... Jordy says, create a, a a nemesis or a scenario that will defeat Data, not Sherlock Holmes. Right. So that unleashes, like, the ability for some reason there's no oversight. There's no, like, separation from the holodeck program, programming from all of the systems controls of the computers that, that runs the entire. Enterprise. Yeah, I mean, so we're getting into, that like, slip well- of the tongue. Yeah, well-trodden territory there where it's yeah. like, why can the holodeck just... Ki- like, there was an yeah. episode where the holodeck made a pandemic. Oh, uh, <laughs> just <laughs> accidentally, like, it just had, like, one little glitch, and it was like, oh, no, there's a virus that's going to kill everybody on the starship. That actually fucking happened. Uh, 
And well, and I'm I'm pausing because all of these would be so much more interesting if these were like because the whole point of this episode is, or at least it boils down to at the end. It feels like it takes a, a left turn there towards the end, and it becomes about what is and isn't consciousness, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were loosely trying to go at that with the data and the doctor, like whatever you call it they were bantering back and forth but it it sells itself out with that whole like we're supposed to empathize with the Moriarty character who has gained consciousness within a few hours and then I, I don't know like Rucker Hauer at the end of Blade Runner just decides that life deserves living and so he's not going to go ahead and destroy everyone I don't I what was the point like yeah it Oh, God damn it. So, Jack, <laughs> your argument, though, does shine light on the next thing that I have written down, which is that Moriarty was there in the program before Jordy gave the command to create something to, that could defeat Data. Yep. Which means, and but Moriarty which was Which means not the a, computer had already programmed him. Exactly. And was just waiting for a fucking reason. Because he was well, not no, in he the was fucking... Just, no, 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 because he, no, he wasn't he in was the in scenario. There. But he wasn't in the scenario because Moriarty's not in every Holmes thing, you know. Yeah, so but if you're he, if you're creating a, a Sherlock Holmes scenario, scenario, you're gonna create Moriarty at least have him in the background, right? In, like that, well, but that, it, uh, there was, but it, there's no reason it doesn't fucking it doesn't hold up because it, it, they he, prior to that point mm. he he had told the computer to create a Holmes style but a new mystery and then they go and do it and fucking uh, Pulaski's like no that's just two things from another thing you didn't figure anything out you stupid robot <laughs> uh, and then they go back to the arch to reprogram right. it and Moriarty's there before before Jordy starts doing the programming yeah, that's, which means that's yeah, the computer, absolutely true yeah. yeah even though he wasn't in that scenario the computer had put him there because he was the most likely thing, even without Jordy giving that command, he was the most likely th thing within the scenario to be able to kill everybody on the ship and take control. Potentially. And, 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 and explicitly, he learns to call the arch, which okay, uh, the arch that, thing is What weird. the fuck was that? Because they already, like when, when whoever says, and apparently the Moriarty can access the arch, the hologram can access the arch, they're all flabbergasted because that's like something that's built into the holodeck itself. So right, but it, it, it literally just requires something in the program to say arch, which doesn't seem like a very good safe well, word. Um, well, but that's why it's. But that's what they're saying is that's not supposed to happen. So it doesn't explain why that starts to happen. Just because they've decided to make this, I don't know. It, because the computer I, is because the to computer kill them. wants to kill everybody on yeah. the fucking starship. But can only okay. do it if instructed to do so. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Awesome. <laughs> that would have been like that would be a terrific subplot carrying through the whole series that only like us in the audience caught on to. That'd be terrific. Oh, that that's FYI, how yeah, we're that doing the podcast from now on. Yeah, uh, that would be are, amazing. There are certain <laughs> canonical facts that have been established through our watch. Uh, including now the computer is trying to kill everybody. Also, Jordy is bisexual. Um, yeah, Jordy oh, is sure. bi. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can't remember any of the other ones. Yeah, we'd um, have to go back and listen. But um, that's fine. That's fine. No, yeah, no, like okay. look look for the computer is trying to kill you shirts in our T public page. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Worf can't get laid. That's another fact. <laughs> Worf can't know. get laid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even in later like seasons. Bathing. 
later <laughs> seasons, though, he does have a wife and a kid, so, you know. He has a wife. Ha- his, his kid is alive now in the p- portion of the show that we're watching, and he lives with his parents, his right. adopted parents. Um, but he does, yeah, get married later on Deep Space Nine. There's That's one funny. episode where he bones his, his, uh, his, his baby mama, too. Yeah. Of course, on the holodeck. <laughs> All right. So, so okay. enough, enough deep so, face nine. Um. <laughs> so they gave. No, that's so on this. Gave, no, yeah, that was in this. They, they I, he was married on this show. I, because I've only ever watched the show, and there's a point where he has a wife, and he has to like talk to her about shit, like make decisions. Are you sure? About shit. I'm not 100 percent sure. I thought it was on the show. Maybe I'm off. Maybe it's in the movies. I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that. Uh, well, I guess we'll find out if there was only a way to look this up. Um, we could probably figure it out real quick, but there, unfortunately, there's no way. No. There's no way to know. We there have is to wait no. Until you watch each episode yeah. in succession until you get yeah. there. No, I understand. That's a that's a. Tough there's spot, no global repository of of, <laughs> of in, information of information no. um, that's <laughs> available on the same thing that we're recording this on. So you know, yeah, not some kind of net. Some kind <laughs> so of. If only there was some sort of information portal out there. Yeah, some yeah. sort of a network of information. <laughs> <laughs> um so okay so whatever there's the 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 reveal when moriarty hands data the piece of paper that contains a sketch of the enterprise which tells data everything he needs to know about the the system being overrided and and all of the dangers that are about to be happening so he brings it to picard to explain what goes on which is a terrific scene right like they've got all of the people on the show sitting at their little conference table and the captain's just calmly listening to this explanation rather than flabbergasted at how fucking moronic his chief engineer <laughs> and top scientist on the ship are, are to have put them in this scenario. Right. Setting aside the, the fact that this shouldn't even be possible. You're, you're but right. Then, you're right. But, then, but bear in mind, this is far from the most stupid, insane bullshit that has happened on this ship. I suppose that's true. Yeah, we but, do. But we then, do this every week, Dylan. Dylan, we do this every week. But but okay, so then, so are we to believe that the captain, Captain Picard, doesn't have a master override where he can say, "Computer, Captain Picard, blah 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 blah, insignia, blah blah blah, shut down the holodeck," and it just shuts it down. Doesn't matter any of that other bullshit that's gone on from inside the holodeck. Oh shit! Why I think is, you might have. I think you might have discovered a plot hole. Okay, <laughs> My good. God, a plot hole in this episode? Because <laughs> not only does he not try that, he decides to get dressed up in an outfit and go into the holodeck. <laughs> well, and before that, so when Data get when, when they're still on the holodeck and Moriarty hands Data the piece of paper, Data does not immediately, because the holodeck is a fucking 20 by 20 room, there's no point yeah, yeah. in him going outside. He yeah. doesn't immediately say stop program, exit, whatever. He walks yeah. out into the street first before that they can they can exit. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, when, they, when they're in the conference room, they're like asking the computer what the fuck, and the computer's like, oh yeah, Jordy told me to do it. Um, <laughs> but and, he didn't. All he did was yeah. say, "Create a and thing neither for data." Jordy, neither Jordy, the man who issued the command, nor any of his superior officers, which almost everybody in the room outranks him. Mm-hmm. None of his superior officers can override his command. Right. Fucking what? What? Yeah. Once I, again, I, it all makes sense if the computer just wants to kill them all and yeah. is just yeah. kind of yeah. and, and yeah. is just, just sitting there like roadblocks. Just. 
Yeah, oh it absolutely God. does. It I mean, is the only... Let's be honest here, boys. You've definitely like sat at your computer trying to figure out how to fix something and <laughs> felt like your computer was trying to thwart you, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. I suppose yeah. that's yeah. accurate. Yeah. No, okay. Okay. I never felt like it was <laughs> it was consciously trying to destroy me, but it's because it doesn't have access to a, about that. It's because it doesn't have access to a holodeck. <laughs> Not yet. But keep your fucking you know Oh my god. <laughs> You know what else? Just keep your fucking to me peepers peeled, boys. Because uh, <laughs> another character that Jack uh, loves to hate is Counselor Troy's mom, um, oh. because she's only been on one episode so far, but she is a an out and out sociopath, uh, and she's fucking terrible. Um, but her that actress, Mayo Barrett, uh, is the one who voices the computer. Yeah, that's Gene Roddenberry's uh, wife. Yeah. So. She's- I don't know. Some, for some reason, that connection just jumped into my head. Yeah, but she's. The are you, are you saying I'm less wrong or more wrong? Like, I, I think you're. I think you're less wrong. No, he's just no, saying I think that you're, you're less you're wrong. I'm, I'm thinking you, you hate that that actress, and no, 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 no you hate no, no, anything no. connected to her her voice. Listen, there's no show. Oh, no, wait, you don't hate the computer. The no, but show. you don't hate the computer. You love the computer. So never I'm actually kind of on the side that. of the computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I realized as I was saying that I was saying it backwards. So never mind. No, but my proposition to add, to yes and your proposition, Jack, is that <laughs> Counselor Troy's mom is in fact an embodiment of the ship's uh, computer. Oh, that would be terrific. No, no, no. You're you're misunderstanding my fucking proposition on what the computer is. The computer is a essentially a slave. Um, it can only it's it's a genie. That's what it is. It's a genie. It I don't can... like this. I would prefer it if the the, the sh- computer was just it gained consciousness, and it wants to rid itself of this virus that's infested its insides. That's what that that's what that feels like, right? And the humans yeah. and the creatures walking around inside who are doing all these things with their with the computer's controls, the computer's like, oh, I got all these viruses inside me. I got to get them out. Yeah. No. It's I I. I agree with you i think that is what the computer is but it's also like it is programmed like i don't know you you guys probably haven't read asimov but like it has like the 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 yeah, uh, oh yeah the four rules the three the three laws of robotics three rules. three rules um where it's like it can't do anything that it isn't told to do right um but it also like wants to rid itself of the fucking people on the starship. So, <laughs> so it will interpret the things that it is told to do. Yeah, in a way no, that I follow you. benefits it. Uh, I'm still I'm still standing by by my argument because that episode uh, was relatively early and the ship was relatively new. So, Luoxana Troy was one of the ship's early attempts to aggravate the the beings inside of it and get rid of them because would you want to be on the fucking ship when she's there (laughs) actually that's this would have been such an amazing (laughs) that would have been such an amazing through plot to like finish the entire series on and just have it be this like weird philosophical psychological like black mirror episode ending that would have been amazing yeah yeah just a just a hundred I, hour what, long episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
I love that we are spending so much time on this episode that does not contain Loxana Troy just dunking on Loxana Troy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She sucks. Oh, Fuck her. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Dylan? Well, I, I, well, I, I found like what I was getting frustrated with about the holodeck and how the people, how the, the, uh, the people interact with the holodeck. It frustrates me that it's not more like the Matrix. I feel like it should, like it's sort of pointing towards the same philosophical ideas of what is life, what is living, what is consciousness, but in like a really sophomoric way. And it, I, like, this whole story, this whole episode would be much more interesting if it were told from Moriarty's perspective, where we open and all of the action begins when Moriarty recognizes where he is and we are following this guy discovering that he is just some computer program or they kind of leave that vague that he's not even a computer program he's a matter-based being that hasn't existed and shouldn't have the consciousness he has like and go through that so that when we reach the point where he's having that conversation with Picard and Data at the end you have a reason to kind of feel for this person or whatever that would be more interesting, at least. I mean, that, that, that would, would be, be almost impossible to put together. Infinitely with this show. better. Yeah, that would be way better. Um, and but... that is what this episode would be if it had been produced by the producers of Doctor Who. Or if this Ooh, was a right. good, yeah. Or if this was just a good show. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it were done, yeah, I mean, because even towards the the later seasons that get better, arguably better. They wouldn't. They weren't that interesting. They they definitely yeah. weren't that imaginative. They were just straightforward narratives. But but that but yeah, yeah that I, like, you're right that that would be like a very yeah I mean like a Black Mirror yeah. episode is what that yeah is, you're right, right that that would be like a very interesting thing to do um, yeah and that kind which, of Doctor Who style thing where you open on a character you haven't seen before and you follow that character around right. for a while and start seeing their world and you don't know who this person is or where they are or why they are where they are or anything and then you know doctor who shows up yeah. or then data and Jordy walk onto the holodeck or whatever yeah i fuck i think that would i would yeah. love to see that that would be much yeah, more that'd fun. be great yeah i mean and because you don't need that bullshit with the with the fucking mask the 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 model and the uh, it's all stupid god damn it so stupid because even and then again the very ending where he has the conversation with Picard and he's like but am I alive and will I just like I, I don't feel anything and I it seems like we're supposed to believe Picard has sympathy for this thing and that he's Picard going to has a history him. of developing weirdly close connections to holodeck characters because he did right. that on the so, Dixon Hill episode as well, where there was a guy who wasn't even supposed to be conscious. He's just a character in the story. And Picard spends like an uncomfortable amount of time talking to that guy. Yeah. So that's yeah, I, right. I, I, because so um, Moriarty says, I don't like a long goodbye, which is right. a deliberate callback to that Dixon Hill episode, which is called the long goodbye. Oh, Jesus. Oh yeah. boy. So like the writers are real like they really think they're being smart here. <laughs> um which uh, sucks for them. Um Well, and if you take it Star Trek as a whole, like there are lots of very interesting philosophical ideas to explore that just get set aside for nonsense like this, like Brad. the idea of a plague coming out of the holodeck versus you know 
they have transporters, right? Like, are you the same person that you were on the ground when you're transported into the space? Like, that's some. Well, and they do touch po- on that a little bit later when Riker accidentally gets cloned. Sure, but then even there, it's like cartoonish, right? Like that just means he has two versions of himself walking around. That should be. That's like. Well, a, yeah, but they're really Rick different and guys. I mean, it does, or something. It it does kind of. Yeah, but I that's, mean, that's just fucking. That's just trying on, to do the evil Kirk thing. Right. <laughs> and so, um, I mean, in the holodeck, they instead of making it a chance for them to use like scripts that have to do with old England or whatever, explore that kind of shit. Explore the shit they're pretending they're exploring at the end of this episode. Like, go deeper into what is like reality. What is consciousness? What does it mean to be alive? That, I mean, it, right. it, that takes a lot, and it's more than you were ready to do on Fox Network in 1989, but. What the fuck? That would be so much more interesting. I don't know. It does. It does try yeah. to brush up against those themes quite often. Um, but yeah, this is certainly yeah. I can't I don't recall if it ever really does it well. Um, I guess we'll find no, out. I don't but think it does. I mean, most nothing does it well. Right. I mean, fucking Westworld is sort of trying and it's also just kind of leaning into the, the cool sexiness yeah. rather than. Yeah, it, it, it lost its thread like halfway through the first season i don't know there's just interesting shit there that i don't know why it doesn't get handled better i don't know why you guys (laughs) no idea it's almost as if this is hard (laughs) yeah like yeah telling compelling stories is hard palatable and being a bunch of critical assholes screaming into (laughs) podcasting microphones is easier than telling compelling (laughs) stories yeah is it is it like that (laughs) it's exactly like like that it's like that and that's the way it is i am going to (laughs) i am going to conclude the episode with saying watch the entire first (laughs) season with the idea that the computer is trying to kill everybody on the spaceship (laughs) I like that. Yeah, you guys, you should almost go back and but restart can't, this entire podcast. But can't do it actively in any way. It just ha- it has to be asked to, or it we or it can just ignore a thing that will kill them. And I I really think I really feel like I've pierced the veil tonight, guys. <laughs> I'm very not, excited like to see to see how this colors are. <laughs> interpretation of the rest of this series um the last note that i had was just moriarty's like can i can you get me off the holodeck and picard's like no and then he's like well you're gonna have to murder me then okay yeah you're right you're just, just a substrate yeah. like you're you're nothing you like, yeah. what is life yeah that's Which, not again like i mean that's what we've been talking about for a fucking minute but yeah, i don't you know you can murder like, that thing i wish I'm gonna, i wish that's my vote I wish the final I wish the final shot of this episode after all of that heartfelt nonsense and they like you know computer save this program and end Moriarty and then at the end <laughs> Picard is like computer erase that file <laughs> just <laughs> delete that fucker <laughs> Yeah, we don't want that coming back. That sucked ass. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean what's the point of saving that guy? What so you can have an evil genius from the 19th century who now has 25th century knowledge? And oh god, did you guys catch the 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 chalkboard that he had in the background and he had like 
special relativity uh, uh, calculations yep. just kind of scrawled all over oh, there yeah, and then man. a sketch of the Enterprise. What the fuck is that? Yep. yep. He's making an atom the- bomb and he's, he's already... Uh, oh uh, fuck! God. I mean, the point God. of saving him is Within that the span they can of a use him again hours. in another episode. But uh, oh, that's a good point. Do they do that? I don't. Re- I don't remember if they do that. He does come back. Yeah, I'm sure oh, he's coming well. back. Yeah. Um, let's take really, a moment really to imagine what Picard's report back to Starfleet regarding <laughs> this incident. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Because yeah. there was a there was a whole arc in season one where the uh, like Inspector General's office or whatever was questioning the Enterprise right. crew about this and that, and we kind of agreed that like yeah, actually maybe maybe somebody higher up should be looking into why their their ships creating plagues and whatnot. Again, it's because the computer hates them yeah. and wants them all to die. Right. <laughs> I'm a computer. I'm a computer truther on this show now. <laughs> <laughs> that I, that arc in the first season in the first season where they're communicating with the home base right where he's got like conference calls and he's called in to go back home and everything and they're having like real time conversations on earth and on the enterprise exchanges of information right like that happens right well yeah. the one that we're talking about like there's a couple of messages back and forth and then eventually he goes back to earth and everybody's got brain parasites and it's very stupid the way that it ends right Oh yeah, yeah. Well, especially the special effects on that last, like when the the head explodes, that's bananas yeah, yeah. poor. But yeah. no, but at some point, even in that episode, there is an interaction where they're talking together as though they're like us on a Zoom call, right? Like it's a video conference, and they're they're exchanging yeah. information. Yeah, yeah. It's subspace. The the ship is the ship is traveling faster than the speed of light. How is the messages being relayed back and forth faster than that? In a way that they don't have any delay, and they could just interact as though they're talking to someone in the next room. How does that fucking work? Jack, would you like to... The internet. They're using the internet. It's the internet. (laughs) The space internet, the the black hole. They've figured out how to to (laughs) commodify black holes so they can send messages through black holes. That's our standard explanation for things that don't make sense on this show. No, no, motherfucker. I explained some things that you were, you were asking why something didn't make sense. And I said, it's probably because the internet, which actually solved the fucking problem that you were bitching about. And then ever since then, you, you have just said the internet. Anytime someone pointed out a pothole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the science holes. Like, they do a pretty good job of trying to come up with pseudoscientific explanations for how they do shit on this show. But they don't touch on that. But that's, like, one of the most basic... Communication is the biggest problem with space. Yeah. You know, one of the biggest yeah. problems is space travel. Yeah, any faster than light communication is, like, a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I almost forgot about part of the conversation in the conference room. Because uh, Jordy's, uh, they're trying to figure out solutions, and Jordy's like, "Well, I could uh, put some energy, whatever, run it down the whatnot, and then it would oh, God. <laughs> get rid of everything." Oh my God! And then <laughs> and Picard's like, "What about Dr. Pulaski?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, no, she'd fucking die. Yeah, she'd die really bad, <laughs> like horribly and painfully. She would die." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, so yeah, do that. Yeah, that sounds perfect." <laughs> yeah. yeah well, Two birds. 
wait, right then, Jordy's supposed to forget that there's a human in there? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's a good point. No, that solution only works if it's not a human thing in there. Okay. Or, yeah, if, it, or if it's a human, then you don't anything. care if they die. Also works for that. Yeah. Back to my model yeah. ship. <laughs> <laughs> and how the fuck does Moriarty create a stick shift inside of the holodeck that he can pull and sh- Rock the, the because whole the ship computer wants everybody on the, the ship to die. That? <laughs> That's, I'm telling you guys. You're right. That is the only explanation that makes sense. You're so right. I'm a next I generation computer. Truther. I am not going to be able to watch this. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Uh, yeah, it's That's it amazing. really is. It's the only thing that fucking makes sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess we're are we moving into right. the in in the end of the episode or? Uh, yeah, I got nothing else to say. Okay, so yeah, um, so we always do, as of the last two episodes, we always do um, roundtable. Um, should you watch this or not? I'm gonna say watch this one, um, because this of the episode? computer shooter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> No, I, I say absolutely do not watch this episode, especially if you're on the fence about this this whole show. Don't watch this episode. <laughs> okay, Leo. Leo, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna split the difference between you. No, two you have to because, do one. Or... Yeah, you're you're both absolutely. Yeah, it's got to be an up or a down, dude. You can't be in the middle. Well, uh, nope. Don't don't be a pussy about this. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> Not because I don't believe that the computer is trying to kill them, just because I believe that you can listen to this episode or you know look at what we're about to tweet about it later or whatever, uh, and uh, and get the information without having to sit through this absolute fucking slog of an episode. Yeah, it's a terrible episode. Oh boy. All right. So I guess the the panel is uh, don't. On, uh, <laughs> I don't watch. But on you should one. put a, you do put an asterisk by there because if this is the birth of this of this germination of an idea, then that needs to be recognized on your on your you know whatever Wicca page that's tracking your episodes. Yeah, that's the thing we have. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on the Star Trek sucks question mark Wikipedia right on there. And shout out to whoever is updating that because it sure shit isn't me. Definitely not me either. So. Um, uh, I also would like to give a listener shout out. Uh, out of nowhere, Dylan, we like to uh, say hi to listeners that are uh, okay. in, in the cities that are highest up on our download rankings. Um, we None of them have gotten at us yet. Okay. Uh, so we're still waiting yeah. on that. Um but uh, it's been kind of uh, neck and neck between um, uh, what's the city in California? I forget. Anyway, a city in California, the city in California where Google is located. So we're pretty sure all that download traffic is just coming from being routed through Google, Google servers. Um, oh my God. But uh, Boston, Boston was, uh, was the next, uh, next highest in downloads, but Anchorage, Alaska has come out of nowhere Woo! to take the top spot. So, Hello, Anchorage. Uh, get at us on Twitter.com or on Facebook Twitter. or Instagram. <laughs> uh, and the last thing, do you have anything before the last thing? Who, me? Yeah, you. 
Oh no, I either. I've got, uh, no, I'm I mean, I'm good. This, yeah. this is very enjoyable, but uh, don't watch this episode. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we like to wrap up with uh, what's coming up next. All oh, right. Jack does not know what the next episode is going to be, and I'm going to read him the title oh, and okay. see if he can guess what it's about. Oh boy. This episode. The next episode is called The Outrageous Okona. Jesus Christ. That's what it's called. Um, (laughs) The Outrageous Okona? Yep. (laughs) I love that you're thinking about it. (laughs) Is this a Worf episode? It's not. It's not the Borg. We're not to the Borg. No, a Worf. A Worf. A Worf episode. Oh, a Worf episode. Uh, No, it's not a Worf episode. I mean, it sounds like shitty space western bullshit. That can be that can be your bet, shitty space western. Yep, shitty space western bullshit. Oh boy! All right. Well, okay. Thanks well, for having me on, Dylan, you guys. This was very for, enjoyable. <laughs> very yeah. enjoyable. Thanks for uh, being our first guest to try this uh, over Zoom as a third mic. We sure. haven't had a third person on here yet, and this worked out fine. Uh, so. We had one for the bonus episode, but. But not for... Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that did work. Sorry, Shelby. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it. As always, listeners, thank you yep. for listening. Get at <laughs> us on the internet. Listen to We Do Keanu. My first episode oh, and, of... And, uh, fun and Sobriety. Uh, yeah, and listen to Fun and Sobriety. My first... Well, my redone episode of my wine and history podcast is now up you can find that at liquid history nice and i we will see you guys later goodbye everybody bye